Pack it up, pack it in, we're about to begin. Tim is here and Jeff be joining in. Hope you like the intro, hope you like the show. Now turn up the volume because we're ready to go. Welcome boys and girls to the White McCann Jump Show. And we're back and welcome to another edition of White Men Can't Jump. After a one week hiatus where the weather gods wreaked havoc on Jeff's neck of the woods and uh, things just piled up so we didn't get to it last week but we're back as always I'm Tim and of course coming to you from the greater tri-states area of somewhere it's our good buddy my pal Jeopardy you could they could have used you on Jeopardy last night I gotta talk about that quick it's Jeopardy Jeff well I tell you you know, if there was a tornado sighting in these mountains, it was pretty, it was something big. So it was, uh, had a rough way to go, but, you know, our, our mountain men and women may got through, you know, uh, and, uh, it, was, it wasn't fun. I tell you, there was a lot of damage, a lot of carnage. Yeah, it's, uh, it's one of the beautiful things, I gotta say, it's one of the best things about living where I live. I don't remember. Uh, there was a, a small tornado once in the summer that touched down for about three seconds, which wouldn't even probably qualify as a tornado in the anywhere in the states. And back in the '80s, one hit a trailer park in Edmonton. But God, that's like 400 miles from me. We have never. I've never had a flood here. There's never. There's been nothing like that in my lifetime. You know, we get snow, but I'll take snow. It goes away. Yeah. Yeah. It's and we, we, have, we have some floods and here and there, but, uh, you know, with the heat, the way it was going about three or four straight days in a row, we I think it was 95 plus through the mid part of the day. You know, it was just inevitable. We, something like that was probably going to happen. Tell me I'm not doing it. I lived through that last summer. I'm not doing it again. If it's if it gets into the triple digits, I'm just filling the tub with uh, ice, and I'm not leaving until the heat goes away. Yeah, I remember you last year. You uh... <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. Well, we're, for us, that's like extremely rare, so we we yeah. really don't deal with it well. Uh, but so anyway, we uh, we survived the uh, hiatus. Yeah, last night in Jeopardy, the final Jeopardy question had a spelling mistake in it. Don't see that. Oh, very, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, you don't see that very often. Somebody got excited and spelled the word equally with three L's. Huh. So I'm going to assume it was more of a typing error than a uh, grammatical one, but still, shouldn't happen on uh, on a show that's supposed to be about smart people. Right, and usually, and and that's what something is like on a Final Jeopardy question. If you misspell something, if the syllables aren't at least close, yeah, they 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 get kind of antsy about the whole thing. So well, they count it wrong a lot of times. Like somebody, I remember one time I was watching, they mispronounced or misspelled Mediterranean, and uh, it didn't. I'm not sure I could spell Mediterranean properly. Hmm. I'd have to look at it. I could probably, I'd, I'd have to spell it, and then I'd have to look at it to see if I thought it looked right. Yeah. 
M E D I T E R R E A N, right? That sounds right, but because uh, I do know there was one not that long ago where somebody it was Final Jeopardy and they they didn't get time to finish the last word and they didn't get the last letter on what they wanted to be what the answer was, but it was a word where it couldn't have been anything else. You know, like it wasn't like somebody was going to confuse it for the wrong answer, but they didn't give it, they didn't let it slide. So, I'm not exactly, Jeopardy seems like it might be the, uh, might be the Major League Baseball of game shows where the rules are, nobody's really sure. Until until something bad happens and then they got to consult the, what the rules are. And then nobody knows how to apply them, etc., etc. But, anyway, Jeopardy. So, while we were gone, the, uh, well, first I suppose we should, be, I, I should preface this by saying we, this is the, the beginning of a new segment here on Wide Men Can't Jump. Foreplay with Jeff. Foreplay with Jeff. Foreplay with Jeff. So Jeff, tell us what, uh, what happened in your, one of your big sports and wrap up last week for us and then we'll move on to the new news from, uh, the last day or two. Well, uh, Last week you had the uh, third major of the year. It used to be second for the longest time, the third major of the year. Usually the most testing and uh, major, the U.S. Open. Usually their greens are like butting on uh, pool tables, and uh, the rough is pretty thick, and the fairways are real narrow. And but it was kind of cast, and I, I, I agree with Brooks Kepka. Uh, on what he said, they were, they were kind of casting a dark cloud over it. That being said, the guys were kind of the media was kind of on to him whenever they was asking him if he was going to leave or not, and he, he guys he said this you guys are casting a dark cloud over the U.S. Open, which I kind of felt like they were kind of right in a way, but at the same time they were kind of you didn't it felt like it was a you know, a uh, uh, tug of war going on with the new golf series, uh, Live Golf, which actually means 54. It's not Live. It means 54 golf, 54, 54 holes. That's what they play. And uh, and then versus the PGA Tour. But, uh, good, I mean, it was a, I mean, I thought, I always think that here lately, U.S. Open's kind of got away from their, you know, you don't usually shoot, 12 to 15 under win usually it's anywhere and sometimes it's over uh, over par but uh, I think six under won the won the US Open and there, that, yeah that, and the, but there was only there was only nine guys who were uh, uh, in the negatives under, and under on, par yeah, yeah and only 11 two, two, nine above and two even and everybody else was uh, above par so uh, good pretty good finish uh Will Zalatoris is quickly becoming the uh, maybe the new Greg Norman. Uh, he's got three uh, runner-up finishes, in three different majors already. Uh, not, it's not something that you want to say. You know, you're you're going for the Grand Slam of <laughs> runner-ups and majors, but uh, well, I mean, I mean, I guess it's I mean one of those. But he, yeah, yeah, I think he's he's going to get it. Uh, he lost to. Thomas in the PGA Championship in playoff. He finished second in the Masters last year, and then, and then he 
had a putt to put it in the playoff with Matt Fitzpatrick, but uh, just missed it left a little bit. And I really thought he was going to make it because I thought he had some kind of some, like a decent read off the off of uh, Fitzpatrick's putt before that, but uh, he still missed it. But anyway, Scotty Scheffler, the Masters champion, finished second. He had a he had a good tournament, and he still was number one in the world because of his finish. But uh, a pretty good tournament. But at the same time, uh, most of the questions was towards what what the future holds for golf when it comes to the new golf series and whether or not the majors are going to allow these guys going leaving the PGA Tour going to the new series if they're going to allow them to play or what kind of criteria or how they're going to be able to qualify with the, uh, some of the qualifications are already set in stone unless they would change them. Some guys like Dustin Johnson, he's a lifer in the Masters where he won it. And, uh, Sergio, same same for there. But, uh, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting. Uh, the PGA Tour finally decided to, uh, well, they, they didn't up, they say they didn't up the ante, but some of the sponsors sponsoring up the ante. Uh, for the guys playing on the tour, and it makes me think, Tim, that well, maybe this some stuff like this could be done. They prevent these guys from quote unquote defecting. Yeah, it's kind of a. I almost get the feeling that somebody in the PGA, whether it's right at the very top or if it's somewhere in the in the hierarchy. I almost get the feeling that they felt that that this thing really was not going to take off. And that they were going to get, you know, Greg Norman was going to be there and maybe Mickelson was going and that was going to be about it and then it would be a bunch of nobodies. Yeah. And like that they didn't have a plan in place to uh like cuz this seems like kind of a bit of a knee-jerk reaction. You know we're we're gonna we're gonna up the prize money after saying that well nobody should play for money, you know that's not the only reason for playing. Then we're gonna add three events that are carbon copies pretty much of the LIV way of doing things with twenty five. They're still in there. They're still their ideas. And although we just finished telling you a couple of weeks ago that we think that's all just dumb, but now we're gonna do it because it was dumb. Uh, I think they would do themselves a favor if they just shut up and just don't even mention them. Give them no press. Give them give them nothing. And anybody that leaves, just let them leave. And don't even. I don't even think I bother to address it at this point. I just let it go. And I mean the LIV guys. Uh. They really don't have, at this point anyway, they don't have much of a of an avenue to, if the mainstream press doesn't talk to them, because they can't get on television, or aren't on television at this point. Um, so if nobody from the golf world talks to them or interviews them, how are, like, they're not going to get a lot of mileage out of that. Right now, the PGA is doing the LIVs work for them. Yeah, yeah, they are. As far as publicity and stuff, because they're getting a boatload of it for free. Yeah, they're missing them more so than themselves. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean it's. I mean to the point where the commissioner is 
going out and having a press conference and talking about how horrible they are, followed by the announcement that I'm going to start doing a few things like they do. And it's, like, I don't even, you know, it really, I, I don't get it. Uh, if they If they can't compete financially, then I would think you have to come up with some other reasons to get your membership to want to play in your tournaments, whatever they are. Now, what that is, I don't know. Not pretending I got any answers, because I don't think I do, but, um, you know, like I would be thinking, like, I don't know, who who runs the Ryder Cup? Uh... That isn't just, that can't be just the PGA, is it? Because that's been going on for longer than the... Let's have a look well, at that. Let's have a look up well, and look and see I, I, who... They, I think they run hand-in-hand hand with it because you got a points you get from the PGA. I mean, the, you have to ha- get acquire so many points being the top eight or whatever, and then they got four captain's choices and all that stuff. So... You have to do well in these majors. Okay, it's organized by the PGA of America. Okay. So, but that's not the same as the PGA, correct? Right. Okay, so, regardless of that. So that, to me, is the big... Like, that is the big thing that... uh, At least for me, anyway. Like, that is the thing. If I I could only, only watch one golf thing, that's what it would be. So, why not? Like, I don't know when the next one is supposed to happen. Um, Because it was last year, right? What, the uh, Ryder Cup? Yeah, it's not... Yeah, usually it it goes every two years. Okay, so it was was in 2021, though, so technically... Although that, I think, was to make up for not having it in 2020, so... Right, right, right. Okay, so I'm, I'm not sure if there's one to happen next year but if there is you got to start doing like that's where you attack the LIV without attacking them yeah because your guys technically as I understand it well I guess we don't really know can guys from the LIV play in this stuff I don't think they're one I think they said they probably there wasn't any criteria right now because usually you had to play the PGA Tour to acquire points and ranking and all that, and uh, uh, they're, they're having the President's Cup this year. That's where they, you play for guys, you know, not playing with, like, South Africa and Australia, those guys. Right. They form one, too, and the Americans play them. And then the Ryder Cup will be the... But I don't think they're, they can qualify. Like I already said, Dustin Johnson wouldn't be able to be in the President's Cup just because of... So- Okay, so if they can't be there, then that's what that then that's to me that's okay. That's you advertise for. This is the reason why you want to play in PGA events, and as a fan, this is why you want to watch PGA events because then you're going to see you guys from your country hopefully battling it out in the Ryder Cup. But I always get mad at the Ryder Cup because there's no Canadians in it. Even when there's even, but even when there is a good Canadian golfer, there is nobody. They can't be in it, which I always thought was kind of. Why don't they kick Canada in with Europe? Yeah, that's 
Now, can, uh, now they've played on the President's Cup, haven't they? Uh, I think Mike Weir might have. Yeah, I think uh, so. But I mean, it kind of, again. It you know, if you're you're trying to get fans and you're trying to, in their words, you're trying to grow the integrity and you're trying to grow the game at the grassroots level. All right, so we're going to cut out a country that doesn't have that many great golfers. And if they get one, well, he can't play in most of this stuff. Doesn't make sense. Now I know there's some history involved in the Ryder Cup and et cetera, et cetera. But I don't know. I just feel that I, I really believe that the PGA would be best served to just act like the LIV does not exist. Well, do you think, that, I kind of think the LIV is going to get some TV coverage. I mean, look, Brooks Kepka is in there. He's now, he's oh, I, I major imagine winner. at some point somebody is going to bite. They got too many names over bite. there for yeah. somebody not to. But, because what, and now, uh, the flip side of that is if I'm LIV, I'm already hard at work at some kind of international thing to rival the Ryder Cup. I don't know what you call it or how it goes down, but I'm thinking I have to have a a response to that. You know, maybe, maybe they start handing out their own points, some kind of a system for their tournaments and have some kind of equivalent thing. Well, the British Open said yesterday that these guys are going to be able to play. They want the best players there. That doesn't, they're not going to bar them. They're going to, you know. No, but, yeah, I mean, and, and they got a, I would think that the PGA has got a hope like hell that nobody from there wins one. Yeah, that's uh, you know that's because if they do, that's one that could. Yeah, I mean, there's some serious advertising if suddenly, you know, or or even last week, if somebody would have won, you know, Phil Mickelson wins the U.S. Open after basically getting railroaded out of the PGA, in his mind anyway. It gives them instant legitimacy. Like right now, everybody's still saying, well, even the guys that did go there that were good haven't been doing that well on the tour the last while. Now, and that you can kind of argue on what's considered not good or not. But but if somebody wins a major, <laughs> you know that that's going up on the scoreboard. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, it's very possible. The British Open usually is one that some of these older guys that's, I mean, a lot of times it takes a wise man to win that tournament. I've seen Ernie yeah, well, the, golf, the golf courses is, and the weather are usually so different yeah. than what the PGA guys are used to that not, normally they don't do that well over there. That's right. Or somebody that's been around for a long time or played there a lot has a better... Well, it's at the home of golf, uh, St. Andrews, uh, this year. It's the 150th one, and I believe Tiger's going to try to be there. But uh, some of those guys... Uh, Kepka, Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson, Charles Horsell, Patrick Reed, they're all capable of winning there. I mean, this this is a, uh, it's a, some of those holes you can get, I mean, if you have a good drive, you can get to the green and on a par four. So, uh, 
I mean, like I said, it's just, it depends. It's a different style tournament. You know, you have to be a little bit more wiser to usually win that tournament. And a lot of times your older guys like Mickelson what is, going there. Um, what is uh, the relationship, if you know, because I don't really know. What? How good of terms are Tiger Woods and the PGA on? Well, apparently... Uh, Like I don't think I don't yeah I don't think they're bad terms as far as I know. Because he was offered to leave, and uh, he he came out and said when they remember he was questioned at the PGA of Championship when he was there. And they, uh, they they talked to him about Phil, and and he said he felt like the he was at odds with him about it. His opinion was different, and that you know, the PGA Tour was. He's here towards where he wanted to be and where all the traditional... Yeah, he, he's in the enviable position of no other golfer on the face of the earth, though, where he doesn't need the money at all. Correct, right. That $100 million don't really... That isn't an enticement yeah. for Tiger Woods, so... Yeah. Uh, whereas the other guys... I mean, I don't think there's another golfer on the planet that's even close to the making the money that he... In fact, I believe Tiger became a billionaire not that long ago. Yeah. So yeah, the hundred million don't you don't care. Hey, you were saying off air that Brooks Kepka's totals were seventy three million dollars. Now he got a hundred for the no, no, his to- yeah, his totals was seven point three million. That's, for his life, lifetime. No, this this year? this year. Oh, okay. So yeah, okay, but so them giving him a hundred million, he went. Thank you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know what his. Let's. I can tell you what his life. I mean, he was, he played on the action before he came to the PGA Tour. Which is kind of surprising uh, and different. He actually played on the European PGA there for a year or two, uh, I guess, to get some experience or just want to go overseas. I'm not sure what his reasons was or were, but uh, anyways. And then Abraham Anther also left. He was number he's number twenty in the world. And there's talks of Colin Morikawa maybe leaving too, which would be big time. But I don't. Well, I, th- I think he came out and said that he was, came out was, and said he, that he wasn't that he was committed to the PGA. But again, <laughs> you know, Kepka uh, and Johnson said that too. So. Yeah, I mean, well, there's yeah. like, you know, everybody's got a price, and right as we've said, everybody's yeah, got a know, price. As we've said a lot of times, I mean, eventually, if they come at you with an argument that makes sense to you. That, I mean, I just, you know, I mean, I can't imagine very many people in any, um, not even professional sports, whatever they do for a living, whatever it is, you know, if it's digging ditches, if somebody tell, told you that, you you know, you're getting $20 an hour to dig ditches in Charlotte, North Carolina, and somebody told you, well, if you uh, come to uh, California... We'll pay you two hundred dollars an hour to dig ditches. <laughs> you know, you're probably moving to California. California, yeah. More than likely. And if it's something like this, where let's be honest, the amount of players who have a PGA Tour card is what, a couple of hundred tops. Yep. All right, so you can you can chase that dream, and these guys have all. I think just about everybody that's over there has already done that. Um, or we, or you can take a hundred million dollars and a chance to win ridiculous sums every week, 
and not have to golf every week and travel all over the place. I mean, you still got to do it, but nowhere near the schedule. I, I don't know, man. Like, okay, like Brooks Kepka, for instance, just got married. Maybe he plans on, hey, I mean, he's what, 30, I think 30 years old, 32. He's 30, just turned 32. Maybe he wants to have a family. Okay, I, I'm thinking $100 million and the ability to have even more time at home. And no stress, yeah. and, and no stress at all, even when you're working, because you don't need to win for the money anymore. That's gone. Um, I don't know very many people that wouldn't do it in their line of work, whatever it was. So, unless they've already got money, of course. Well, that's just it. The PGA Tour. One thing about them is you had to keep playing to earn your keep. And now these guys are. They live golf. There's the fact that they may not want to put too much effort into working hard or still working on a swing or where they've got that much money already up front. You know, it's the brand of golf may not be as good, but I don't know. I, I kind of think it still will be worth watching. And I don't know if I'm buying Nick Faldo leaving the CBS if it has anything to do with maybe getting a, getting a TV. I could see his old rival Norman and him maybe trying to sway him to... Yeah, he he says it doesn't, but again, I mean, who really knows? Everybody's got a number, as you said earlier. So Okay, so here you go. Career earnings, lifetime on the PGA Tour. Number one, Tiger Woods, of course, $120 million. Phil Mickelson is second with 94 okay? He already made more money in signing a contract yeah. than he made in his entire career. DJ's probably in the top five. Isn't he? Dustin Johnson is third at seventy four. Jim Furyk is fourth at seventy one. Surprisingly, oh, uh, VJ Singh is fifth at, with seventy one two. McElroy is sixth with sixty four. But like, okay, Brooks Kepka, for instance, who's won what three, four, five majors? Four majors. Okay, he's made lifetime thirty seven million dollars. So that was easy decision for him so he hasn't play, he hasn't played well where he's been injured or what it maybe the time he has put in but whatever it is but and uh is kevin naws over there too right right okay he's another one i mean he's made 37 million but if they gave him 100 to go over there that's three times what he's made in his entire career yeah i mean you can't you can't blame a guy for going i said i guess if you want to give me this whole that I care so much where my money comes from argument, but I don't buy that one because, as we've said, I don't think anybody really stops to... Like, okay, like right now, okay, the draft is on. NBA draft is on right now. There should be all kinds of people in an uproar that the NBA makes money off of China. And nobody's saying a word. No, they're not going to. And nobody's going to either, but... Or anybody that has a shoe deal with Nike because they use, you know, what amounts to slave labor in foreign countries. Right, yeah, they don't... They don't pay their people. Yeah, yeah, but nobody, nobody... I think that's just been around for so long that nobody cares. And I suspect that that's exactly what's going to happen with this LIV thing. A year from now... I mean, it's already died down a little bit. It was big news there for a bit, but... It's already sort of petering out as more guys go there. Yeah, they have a tournament next week, uh, the week 
I think the 30th through the 2nd. I think it's is in the next Port term. Portland? And that's in Oregon. Portland? Yeah, yeah I was going to say, yeah. I think it's in Portland, yeah. What? I'll throw and a rock. I could, I could maybe throw a rock at them from here, possibly. <laughs> they're going to have two. I mean, Trump's going to host two of them, one at New Jersey and one at Florida. The Blue Monster, I believe, is going to be an old Blue Monster at Doral. It's going to be one of them. On the PGA, for some strange reason, has got uh, two tournaments for the week of the 7th to the 10th. I don't know why. I mean, one is overseas, but still. Like, why are they... Uh, the Scottish the Irish Open? The Scottish, Scottish Open, Open is, okay. is... And then the Barbasol Championship is in in Nicholsville, Kentucky. Okay, that's the last qualifier to get in the British Open. So all those guys go play the Scottish Open the week before. Okay, so why would the, why would you bother to hold a tournament over here then? What what's the point of that? Just to give the guys something to do, or well, some of the better players some of the lesser, play. Some of the lesser guys yeah. get something to go do. Yeah, I remember Mickelson. He would always go play in that before he'd play as a tune-up to play in the. Uh, British Open or whatever, get used to the weather, again, weather uh, and the time change and all that. And then, of course, on the 14th of July is the day one of the Open in St. Andrews, which is always funny because it's in Scotland. I don't know why they call it the British Open. It should just be the Scottish Open. Well, anyway. they call it the... Actually, over there, they call it's it the, the Open. It's the Open, yeah. We, we're the ones who've attached the British to it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, so it's good. I mean, the golf world is is uh, in a tizzy. Uh, today uh, was around one of the travelers, and I don't know the golf course. Maybe you do if I find the name of it here. It's a TPC in uh, River Highlands. Connecticut, right? Cromwell, Connecticut. Connecticut, as we say. Um, it must be a relatively easy golf course, or the conditions were spectacular. Because there was only one, two, three, four, five, six. There was only uh, the lowest score, or the highest score was a plus nine and a plus eight. Two plus eights, and throw those out, and you're at plus three. There, there was like uh, the amount of guys, there was over 100 guys in the negatives after a round, which that, that's got to be unusual, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. It's, um, I think. Oh, uh, something else. Uh, Kepka was actually in the field for this tournament, and he was a mm-hmm. obviously he was a withdrawal. That tells me he was still thinking some, about um, it. In between two and three weeks is where they might have got to him about joining. It was really recent because you have to apply like. Or you know, tell them that you're you're signing up for the tournament, and usually it's a two or three week notice. So somewhere between then and now is when he got. Well, again, I'm not going to blame anybody for playing. Uh, I understand why the PGA is crying. I don't like it, but I understand why they're doing it because I don't know what else they can do except be quiet, which is my advice. Um, the golfers, I don't think, are doing anybody any favors by uh, pot-shotting one another. I also didn't like the coverage of some of the U.S. Open where they dumped all over the guys who 
I mean, and that was, I'm sure was on purpose that they propped up uh, the PGA yeah. guys and kind of give. Yeah, short, they didn't get any coverage yeah, hardly. Kind of gave short shrift to the the LIV guys, which I was kind of hoping somebody would have done a little better, but yeah. just for that reason alone. Uh, I, think, I think Johnson got 24th, maybe, and that was probably one of the better. He was plus four. I think he was two under after the first day, and he got faded. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know that anybody. I mean, there were there was a couple guys that were kind of in it for a little while, and then. And weren't you telling me that uh, Justin Thomas and Na were together, and he was just gave him the cold shoulder? Yeah, the they time? they they put them together for a practice round, and I guess Tom, Justin Tom, he wouldn't even look at him, which I just I don't understand that at all. That's just sour grapes. I mean, you can agree to disagree but um, although too you know now this is you know it is something too that perhaps if you've already got guys who maybe don't ain't fans of one another <laughs> and then this happens and you're on other opposite side of the fence you know maybe it, it makes for it gives you a little ammo to throw at one another that's you know what they really should do yeah, I never had this thought till just now once the LIV has been around for a while, then they, they should have an LIV versus the PGA thing. It'll never happen. Oh, kind of like the Ryder Cup? Yeah, thing. it'll never happen. But if they did that, imagine what the ratings for that would be. Oh, yeah, that would be interesting. You know, some bragging rights and, and definitely be some shit talking. That, that to me, would be interesting. We play... Uh, if we play two tournaments. We play one, or maybe... I mean, I don't know how you what the format would be. But, you know, one that followed the LIV rules and one that, I mean, I guess the rules are the same, but the format of the tournament, I don't know how you'd do it. If you just went two ball and four, two team and four team like they do for the Ryder Cup, I, I don't know what you do, but I, so that I would, that I'd pay money to watch. Like literally, like if they put that on pay-per-view, I think I might give them a few bucks. Yeah, I mean... Especially if I'd there love some... to see a format like that. That would be sweet. I don't know if they would... Oh, yeah, I, I imagine the logistics and the legalities of it are impossible to... It's going to be interesting, though, if they if they do, some of these guys go to court, hey, we still want to be able to play on a PGA Tour. Will they get an injunction to play? Because the independent contractor thing might come into play. Well, is anybody from the... I mean, I haven't heard anybody say anything about whether LIV has any plans of not letting their guys... Okay, you've signed with us now. You can't go golf anywhere else. I haven't heard that. Yeah, I haven't either. Now, not saying that that's not maybe something that that uh, pops up at some point, especially if they gain uh, any popularity, but... See if well, that's the score is what these guys are looking at. Uh, less golf, more money, and... Uh, you know, instead of having to play week in and week out, uh, they only have to play nine or ten tournaments a year instead of twenty. You know, so it's a lot of travel and a lot of work. And Tim, how do you feel? I've heard a lot of this, like the Saudis are trying to. It's a sports washing, but when I look at it, about every. I mean, look, PGA Tour gave up. They didn't want to play the PGA Championship at Trump National there a few years from now just because of politics. Um, so there was probably a lot of those players that was in agreement of that. Was it, was it sports washing when they moved the All-Star game out of Georgia? 
Yeah, it's. That's I mean, isn't that? It's just the other side of the of the table. Right, but, right, right. But it's the same thing. I mean, geez, no offense to the NBA draft, but I mean, the commissioner came out there and gave a seventeen-minute speech about uh, uh, Title Nine, and I'm like, okay, I mean, I'm not against Title Nine, but I don't know what that's got to do with the NBA draft. Right. Like I'm just, I just don't get the connection. But I mean, that to me is is just that's you know PC points you're going for when you do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that has nothing to do with basketball. Yeah, we're we're here to see the. Well, I mean, you you could have. I mean, I would have seen if it would have been the WNBA draft. Okay, then I under then it makes some sense. Okay, some of the you know, separate, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was a time when these women wouldn't have been able to play college, ladies' college basketball, because there wasn't any. Okay, that at least makes sense. But I don't know what the NBA draft has got to do with Title Nine. I, nothing. I mean, Title Nine is about collegiate athletics. It's got nothing to do with. I mean, it's mostly about. Well, was about ladies. I don't know about now, but. <laughs> well, they're trying to push the. Your democratic establishment there is trying to push that it, it needs to cover all of that stuff, although I'm sure there'll be a lawsuit waiting for that if it actually, they're just talking about it right now. But still, I, it, I, it isn't whether I'm against it or for any of it. That's irrelevant. It just doesn't belong on the telecast. That's all. But, uh, yeah, back to, the, back to the golf. So, U.S. Open, kind of, to be honest, kind of meh. Yeah, for a U.S. Open. Yeah, I mean, you didn't have your some of these guys like Fitzpatrick played well last big tournament. Uh, Zellatoris has been playing good. Scheffler, I mean, the guys have been playing good. The one, but they just they haven't really solidified themselves as like big big names yet. It was overshadowed by all this other nonsense. Yeah, and that's why I say I think they do themselves a favor if they just. We're talking about yeah well definitely during the telecasts and stuff let's not uh, let's not give them any free press at all if the yeah. commissioner wants to go out and have a press conference that's his business but it doesn't need to happen while the tournament's on TV and all this because it just takes away from it yeah um, well the media is keeping it going too they, they asked all these guys, like Johnson they asked Johnson how you I mean how do you approach this did you feel any different he goes no I'm preparing for the US Open and then, of course they asked Kepka they got on to him and, and uh, uh, Mickelson, they, he had a 25-minute press conference. wasn't even about his preparation. It was about, you know, <laughs> live golf. And so uh, you're right. They quit talking about it, but the media won't let it go. Yeah, well, I mean, the, me- the media is all about, you know, it's the same thing. It's not about just the story. I mean, if the story's there, fine, but when you have to dig for the story... You got to do all that first, and then you ask the question. They don't do that anymore. They just ask the question and hope somebody's dumb enough to say something, which sometimes they are. So, <laughs> so far, nobody slipped that I've seen, at least in the golf-related thing. But anyhow, you know, um, finish it, finish it up for us. Well, uh, Tim, have you ever watched the movie The Greatest Game Ever Played? Uh, yeah, but so long ago that I couldn't give you a synopsis of it. Well, the story is Francis Ovet, uh was a U.S. amateur, young guy. He lived next door uh, to the golf course. Uh, 
and beat two British, the two best players in the world, Harry Varden and Ted Ray, in the 1913 U.S. Open. Well, this is where they had the U.S. Open this year. They discussed it quite a bit. So uh, they showed his house is still there. And uh, actually they played the tournament there in 1963, 50 years later after he won it. He actually showed clips of him and everything. But the good movie. It's worth a watch. And Harry Varden, uh, they portray him as a, uh, a a good gentleman. And some of the, actually him and Francis actually had to kind of face, they had similarities on some of the things they had to face as young men. So uh, if you ever get a chance again, watch the movie. But it was pretty good. I liked the fact that they went back and watched that. And what, what something is, is they're, they're, that course is still being played to this day. You know, it's over 100 years. So kind of kind of uh, interesting and unique. There ain't no Happy Gilmore. No. But then what is? <laughs> and, and that could be taken both ways, too. That's not necessarily in a positive way, either. I, I haven't seen that since it came out, you know, and it's... Uh, that, I mean, it's, if you get the Golf Channel, they might. Uh, I, don't I know mean, that's do old. I mean, that's what. That's from the nineties. Uh, no, I don't know. I think it. Yeah, I'll tell you. Oh, shot. Uh, Nineteen ninety-six. So that's that movie's twenty-six years old already. Child of Buff. Did he play in it? Uh, did he play Francis? Uh, not that I see here. Of course, Adam Sandler. Fair enough. Oh, I thought you meant the movie I was talking about. Oh, okay, Happy Gilmore. Yeah, 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 you're right. 96, the movie I was talking about. I'd say it's probably... About? Well, the one I was telling the greatest game ever played. Oh, movie. well, that's probably... How old is that? Uh, or is that new, relatively new? Oh, yeah, it's new. Oh, okay. I thought it was, like, really old. No, Charlotte LaBeouf played... Is that how you say his name? Yeah, I think uh, so. That's the guy I'm talking uh, about. He played Francis. And then the guy that played Thomas Jefferson and John Adams, he played Harry Barton. I can't remember his name. All right. Greatest game ever played. 2005. Okay, yeah. So. It's not I... necessarily new, but it's. Uh, yeah, but I mean, well, 17 years. I mean, yeah, it's it's it, it isn't in recent releases or anything anymore. No, made some didn't make any money, but then it's a golf movie and a kind of a what, almost a documentary sort of. Yeah, no, I don't think I've ever seen this. I'll have to see if I track this down. Yeah, it's uh, and the, the, he had a, like a ten-year-old caddy. They kept on showing them to him pictures during the tournament and everything but uh, yeah it's worth a watch two hours every time but it, but it, you know in typical Hollywood fashion the ending of that movie is untrue of course the movie shows him sinking a putt on the 18th hole to win the title by one stroke in reality he finished birdie par on 17-18 and Varden went bogey double bogey so it wasn't that close but they had to make it dramatic. They had a playoff, yeah. All three yeah, of them went yeah. a playoff. Ted Ray and... Well, the other guy ended... Uh, so he ended... He finished uh, five 
Five clear of Varden and six ahead of Ray, not one shot ahead. They went for the dramatic Hollywood ending, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Typical. Typical Hollywood. Well, I guess that kind of sums up the golf with more excitement to come, depending on... There was a lot of foreplay. Yeah, there's a lot of foreplay there, and uh, next week, uh, Jeff's segment is threesomes, I guess, right? Foursomes. Foursomes. Golf, we do foursomes. Foursomes. (laughs) (laughs) Threesomes are for amateurs, eh? (laughs) Fair enough. All right, well, that wraps up golf, and we'll be right back after this with some... I guess some NBA draft, and then we're going to do some potpourri after that. So stay tuned. And we're back. And tonight, uh, Ed Bogus on his couch, uh, reveling. We probably should have had Ed on to give his expert draft analysis. But what we know so far is that uh, the draft takes entirely too long, that it's been on TV for over two hours and we're only at pick 21. Uh, I don't know why it takes so long, but that being said, as usual, Jeff and I, all over a sport we barely watch, (laughs) nailing the first pick, uh, and we said this months ago, Yeah, it's a final four. And doubling down on this, Proving that we are above bias because he comes from a school that we both despise. Correct. And yet we still give credit where credit is due. As we can spot talent a mile away, we probably should be running an NBA team in all honesty. <laughs> uh, one one of us could general manager and one of us could probably coach in the NBA championship in the bag. Uh, I don't, uh, it could be. It could hurt some of these teams. That, I don't think I could do any worse. Right. I mean, I mean, to be honest, before we get into who went where here, I mean, how hard is it to? I, I mean, you got who you got on your team, and in most teams, you've only got five really good guys, and then one or two so-so guys normally, and the rest are kind of to fill up the bench. I mean, okay, if I run the okay, if I run the Lakers, I mean, how hard is it? LeBron, can you go out there? Yeah, okay, go. Davis, can you go out there? No, okay, well, all right, sit down. Four other guys, whoever you know, whoever puts their hand up fastest. I mean, is there much? I mean, is there really much more coaching going on than that? At the, on certain teams, I mean, how you you can't play matchups and stuff because you don't have the players to do it. Wow. See what I see? I saw a piece of Americana right there, Jeff. (laughs) I saw the red. Yeah. Uh, If anyone is watching the draft, they'll know what we're talking about. Oh, a white guy. Oh, as in in the words of Bill Burr, I don't know if you ever heard, uh, he he did some uh, video once where he put on, he's a big Celtics fan because he's from Boston. And uh, he has a little video clip where he's doing play-by-play. And, yeah. And I can't even remember who on the Celtics, but he, he's like, uh, the white guy's got the ball. And he says, yeah, no, no, don't shoot. Good God, don't shoot. Pass it to a black guy. <laughs> some, hor- some horrible racism from Bill Burr, but it was still funny. I don't even know who this guy is. 
Christian, oh, he, he had Christian a pretty good Moron. He played, had some big minutes and big plays in the championship game. He plays for a loser school. <laughs> Kansas? Well, you can Kansas. Keep, you can keep them. I don't like them. Losers. All losers. Ah, you got to I mean, they got to pick somebody. I mean, good Lord, if they only have two rounds and we're already into guys that I barely recognize their names, what's round two going to look like tomorrow? Anyhow, so... It, uh, so round two is tomorrow? I believe, I believe so. I don't think... It, well, oh, God, okay. if it was tonight, it'd be three in the morning before they were done. That's true. They used to do it in two day, or two rounds, like in one day. So. Well, they can't be. Good Lord, it's 10 o'clock on the East Coast. This this isn't even going to be over till probably 11 o'clock. They did a whole... Mind you, they don't have to have the... I don't think they televise round two. I don't know. They used to. Let's see. Um... But yeah, we 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 nailed it on the head with Banchero, uh all these experts. I mean, just watching the the most of the season and the uh, final four games, he was more complete player. And I don't feel like I really don't feel like Duke used him enough myself, just from watching that. Well, yeah, like I said, I mean, if I'm coaching at Duke, I mean, unless he can't play, I don't really know why he isn't out there. You know, maybe okay, foul trouble or you know, he needs a breather. But other than that. And they didn't, they didn't ride him the way I thought they should have. My TV, Jeff, says that this draft is on until uh, 11 o'clock here, which is 1 o'clock in the morning for you. So uh, maybe, maybe, the sec- maybe it is, and they just, because it's probably yeah. sped up quite a bit. They might switch the second round to ESPN or ESPN. Well, I'm going to guess the vast majority of guys getting picked in the second round might not be in attendance. Yeah, that is probably going to be every uh, quicker. Yeah, I don't know if they get five minutes in between like they do. Because that's another mystery to me. Like, why why does why does the team who picks first need five minutes? (laughs) They should have their pick card. Like they don't because if they don't know, that's a yikes. That's a that's frightening. Mind you. So far, I don't think, though, to get back to the actual picks, I don't think there has been, unless it's happened in the last couple, I don't think there's been one of those oh-my-God moments where somebody's picked. A, there's a guy from the G League went eighth, but that was expected. And there hasn't been anybody from Europe. Oh, I take that back. Number 11, although he was ranked 11. Oh, Us- Usman Dieng from the New Zealand Breakers. Of course, the Knicks took him, but I believe there's a, some, a proposed trade or or trade that happened already, maybe, that he just announced it. Well, he was, like, his overall, I mean, at least on uh, ESPN, he was ranked at 11, so they took him, like, they didn't take him, like, at 4 or something where nobody yeah, thought he a, should go, so. Yeah, there's a proposed trade for Oklahoma City so for him um, um, well I mean the Knicks well they need help so I mean again I don't I mean they're, the, they're drafting the kind of thing where I don't know that they could really go wrong I mean got to be better than what they got I and mean, that goes for the bottom four or five teams in each conference mind you 
Yeah, the NBA draft ain't, you know, this is, like I say, I mean, we said it off air, but I'll say it on there. This is where we where we, we missed Bush greatly. Yeah, we missed Nate. Oh. I mean, I missed Nate anyway, but I really miss him for this because he, yeah. he would have been all over this. And yeah. I sadly. Thought about him a lot today. Yeah. I sadly just got we, off. Oh. Yeah, and something we haven't really talked about yet is the uh, NBA Finals. Oh, that sort uh, of yeah. They kind of slipped by when we weren't because uh, we weren't on. I mean, yeah, all right. Last week. Well, let's go there. Sure. I mean, the draft really. I got to be honest, not really doing it for me. So let's go. Let's go to the uh, game. Uh, I guess what would have been game six, was it? Yeah. Game six Wednesday. I mean, I mean that's already that was June the fifteenth. That's uh, Golden in, State was down two to one, and then they won three straight to win it. So. And and, and two of the games at Boston they won. So, and the sad part was definitely the last game. Uh, I don't know what happened. Uh, if it was just, I mean, if it was the actual Golden State, but the Boston Celtics looked like they could have given two shits whether they were out there. Yeah, they, they. I don't know if the coach lost them or if they just gave up or what happened, but. It it did not. It didn't look good. I mean, they weren't really in the last two games. Well, in game five at Golden State, that's one of Steph's worst games of his career in the playoffs. They didn't take advantage of it. They still got beat. Uh, uh, well, they were down at the half in game five. They were down 51-39 at the half. Then they pulled back. I think they were actually ahead going into the fourth quarter and then laid an egg. Yeah, I believe the Warriors made a three at the buzzer maybe. At, at the end of the third quarter, somebody banked one in. Maybe. Uh, what's the... I mean, Wigan, Andrew Wiggins. Wiggins, up, yeah, yeah. Wiggins had a big, big uh, day that for, in game five. Covered up Steph not showing up. Or maybe yeah. not, not showing up, but having a bad night. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think to be honest, I think I predicted this too. I'm pretty sure I said I thought Golden. I wanted Boston to win, but I thought Golden State would. Yeah, I picked Boston in six, I believe, and uh, you, got, you got it half right. <laughs> six part. In the six part. Uh, right? It was looking good when that was two to one that they might do that, but uh, didn't happen. I tell you what, uh, you know, I'm not crazy about some of Steve Kerr's antics when it comes to like politics and things like that involvement. But uh, just shut up and coach. You know how Loring Ingram told LeBron to shut up and dribble. She wasn't uh, But but he did. Uh, you know, he made he he changed his lineup some. Uh, he challenged Draymond. Um, and he he made some matchup changes that really helped them the next the last three games really and that was I felt like that was a difference just some of the small things little things well, they, that said, they said the big thing a lot of people didn't like, and that he doesn't get a lot of credit for is that he's dealing with some I mean even just how he handles Draymond and keeps him from going totally nuts on the court. He's got a lot of different personalities on that. I mean, Steph Curry's a great player, but he's a different sort of a... He's pretty quiet. and not say too much normally. And Draymond's the total opposite. 
and Clay, Clay is kind of somewhere in between. Then they kind of got. I mean, then they took Wiggins and have turned him into something. Yeah, he had a great series. Yeah, I mean, he was definitely very large part of them winning, from what I watched, anyway. I mean, and, at one at one point, he 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 was running neck and neck with uh, with Steph for MVP of the series. So, where does this put uh, so that now that the series is over? What's where? Where do you put Jason Tatum at this point? Well, that, that's. I think that's a good question because, uh, you know what? Somewhere in between superstar and and you know, like I guess. Like I don't. I yeah, mean, I, 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 like I, I said, he's not like a superstar. But he's not like he's you know, somewhere. He's, not, he's, he's somewhere between. He's he's better than good, but he isn't upper echelon great, right? If that makes sense. And and, and and what it is is just it's the inconsistency right now. With you know he looks like he is sometimes, then other times he's like, what? Where's this? Where's this guy the other night when he's dropping forty and against Milwaukee and in a game six or game seven or. Miami, you know, and then I don't know. Just sometimes he just uh, he seems to disappear for some disappear falls. Yeah, like you said, disappears for a little while. I have to assume that's the Duke in him. I have to assume. <laughs> we we have given our uh, Dukies. A I would say for, for the thing for him is is he he isn't very old. Like he's got time yet to make himself better. I mean, he hasn't been in the league for very long. Been I mean, you, know, you know, he's making some uh, noise if he's on the cover of Ruffles. Oh. He's on the well, Ruffles back. I mean, that's better than Wheaties, in my opinion, but I at least eat Ruffles, or would. Whereas Wheaties, are, you know, not never had Wheaties, so I couldn't say, I guess. I just, I, I figured, I expected it to be a different uh, I mean, I think we even said that it was going to be can you know offense kind of mostly versus defense really, and Steph Curry was still ended up being. I don't know that he found another level, but he found it when he really absolutely needed to. He found it, whereas the Boston guys did not. Um, I have to. Th- I kind of think I might agree with you too. On, I think there was a definite uh, advantage in coaching experience. Where, yeah, yeah, where the guy from the Celtics hasn't been around for that long. Um, I kind of think if the coach would have stuck around one more year, the one that was at Butler, what was his name? Wasn't yeah, Brad to, Stevens their coach? Yeah, Stevens. Yeah, yeah. He's like in the office now, but uh, maybe if he would have stayed around it, but he didn't. And you know, sometimes you got—they say you got to lose one before you win one. So, well, that would be uh, the thing. Is if they—I mean, there's no reason why the Celtics. I mean, if anything, they should be able to tweak their lineup and be better. I would say than what they were. Whereas the Golden State, I don't. I don't see that how they can get better. Yeah, I I, I kind of 
feel like they're uh, kind of fortunate that the sun's kind of had a little Flame, meltdown there. Flamed out, yeah. Yeah. So, Again, though, it, it does go to show because we see it in a lot of sports. We're seeing it in the hockey world, too, where being the powerhouse during the regular season is all well and good, but you do need a certain... There's a certain grit and ability to grind it out that is necessary in the playoffs because it is a different beast and a lot of teams just they're missing those kind of guys now I don't doubt if the, if we play if the Phoenix Suns you know if they, we have a seven game series in the middle of the season they probably blitz Boston or Golden State that's probably not even close but when we're at the in the playoff grind it's a whole it's just different. I, I don't know why, but everybody, uh, it, it happens every year. It's not too often that somebody goes from the from the post to the wire. Yeah. Not very often. Somebody just got drafted from the G League that I've never heard of, Marjon Beauchamp. Beauchamp, yeah. Yeah, uh, somebody in the top ten got picked, from the I think, from the G League also. Well, it's I you know to be honest, good to see the G League uh, getting some love. Well, I'm producing something to make it worth the effort of having it. True. And I'd rather see guys come from the G League than from Europe. He looks like he just got his dream come true, and that he's going to go down for the count. Yeah, that's what you want to see. Yeah, well, there's some. I mean, it's good to see some guy who's actually gutted that he's getting drafted, and he isn't. Uh, he's not on Instagram. Trying to make a deal for a shoe deal. Yeah, he's uh, truly well. Good. He's probably plans to buy his mother a house after he signs his first NBA contract. That a boy. Yeah. Mom and apple pie right up there. USA, USA, USA. In Canada, it would be uh, buy dad a man cave. Interesting. Yeah, that's so a, where is uh, Steph's legacy right now? I mean, I think he's had a lot of help to get where he was. Uh, I mean, again, he is not, in my opinion, offensively. Okay, yeah, no argument there. All-around player, though? I don't know. Uh, I mean, he brings a totally different skill set to the game than what I would consider what you need to be considered, you know. I mean, he ain't in any discussion for me for GOAT or anything like that. I don't, uh, I don't even think his name comes uh, up. Defensively, he's a little bit better, but he ain't nowhere. He, I'm sorry, he's not anywhere near. No, and that, he, and that has only come in the last couple of years. He didn't do that at the beginning of his career at all. All he did was shoot threes. Mind you, that's pretty much all he does now. He does play yeah, defense well, a bit better, but well, that's what the league shifts to for the most true. part. True. Well, yeah. So. I mean, uh, four titles is four titles in seven years. I mean, you can't scoff it. And he, he was, you know, he's two MVPs in that time. Uh, but again, I, I mean, if we're if, if we're putting them up against LeBron or. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki or guys like that. I'm sorry, that's just not 
for me, it's he's not there. But, uh, I mean, for, I mean, rings is why you play, I guess, and he's got four of them, so. Yeah. Durant uh, being there for a couple of them. And I mean, he's played on ex- extremely good teams where you could argue that he may not have even been the man on those teams. Like, he's always had a very big supporting cast. Even more than uh, LeBron, I would argue. And that's not an argument I like to make. So, <laughs> well, I mean, are, are we going to sit here? I mean, LeBron's won four titles in eight years. Or no, ten years, I guess. 2012, he won his first one. So are we gonna are we gonna argue that Steph Curry therefore is as good as LeBron because he's won four titles? I mean I'm not, but I mean when it comes to shooting the ball by far, he's yeah, but he doesn't. But again, okay, if if they were to remove the three point shot, what does Steph Curry bring to the team that that you can afford to put him out there anymore? I mean, he he wouldn't be able to do much more than a lot of guys if that was the, you know, if he isn't yeah, shooting his, threes. His, uh, I mean, his points per game would drop, yeah. But, I mean, who would you rather have your, on your team, LeBron or Steph? Oh, I'm taking LeBron all day. Who would you rather have at the free throw line late in the game? Or if you need a game-winning shot? Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you don't get no, uh, I mean, my answer, my me. answer is actually going to be for everything is going to be Jordan, but <laughs> but that's me. Um, yeah. Again, I mean, it's I mean, that's what makes the whole argument about all that stuff impossible. I mean, if we put Steph Curry on the Minnesota Timberwolves, I don't doubt that his points per game average goes up because he's going to be the op, the only option they have. He's probably going to see the ball always but does he make the is he going to make the Minnesota Timberwolves better like are they going to win significantly or whatever team he goes to that's a, a, a bottom feeder I guess the Timberwolves aren't really a bottom feeder anymore but uh, whereas I think if you put Le- LeBron I think can win some games single handedly and more than just one or two Steph Curry has the odd game where he's lights out and he just can't miss but I think LeBron could take over a game. I mean, Jordan could take over games. I don't see Steph Curry as that kind of guy. I just don't. Yeah. Now, that being said, he's, I mean, still, I mean, if I suppose if you have a chance to, if you've got a half-decent team and you've got a chance to put him on your team, I think you take that all day long. But, uh, he, he's, he, I mean, I don't even, I don't know where I put him on the list. I really don't. But he's not in my top four or five, I don't think. Now, if he continues to win for another two or three years, that might be a different story. But uh, I don't know that that's happening. So, but he's—I mean—he's just about—he's got what, maybe two or three years left, and his game is going to start to degrade because shooting those threes ain't going to be as easy when you're thirty-seven or thirty-eight. Yeah. Off the dribble, he's good. You know, like I said, he's created his own shot, but uh, 
Yeah, I mean, he's what is what you say the day he is now? About thirty three, thirty four. Uh, he'll be uh, thirty five. The next season, he was born in March, so he'll be. He looks like he's twenty-five. Yeah, he's got a baby face still, but. I mean, when he was drafted, he looked like he was twelve. So. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he's been in the league what since. Oh eight oh nine maybe. Yeah, he was drafted in oh nine, so. You know, he's been in the league for thirteen years already. I mean, he's running out of time. And he's another one, too, where, you know, how long does he need to play? I mean, he's got, he's significantly involved in the in the world outside of basketball. You know, he's a business guy and all of that. He's won, he's done everything there is to do as far as accolades go and all of that. Um, I mean, he's even won a, I don't know if he played on the, did he win anything at the Olympics? He's won a world championship twice, so he took Davidson to the elite, well, to the elite eight, about upset Kansas. Yeah, and he can't go back for that. But so, so I suspect maybe, maybe an Olympic thing is maybe something he might want to do if he hasn't yeah. done that. But other than that, how has he not played in the Olympics and he's been in the league as long as he has? How does that happen? It doesn't look like... Uh, he may have not been... Like, was he too far down the list at that time, maybe? Hmm. 2012, he may have not been... He might not have been good enough in 2012. But 20, he should but 2016, have been. he would have been for sure, so... He, oh, okay. In 2016, he was hurt. Okay. He withdrew from consideration, citing ankle and knee ailments. And then, in, okay, so he's only had one shot at it, and he backed out that time from injuries. There wouldn't have been a 2020 chance, because that never happened. So, to, to right. 2021, they played. They had a... But he, he was hurt, though, wasn't he? Last year. Or coming off of an injury, right? Yeah, didn't he have. miss because he missed the whole season there, didn't he? Or yeah, that's right. There, right. So he he wouldn't yeah. have been. So he's just been unlucky. So he may want to stick around if he's healthy. Twenty twenty four. That might yeah. be something he might want to do. But where is the Olympics in twenty four? You know, I don't know. Uh, summer. Oh, that's Winter Olympics, right? Was that summer? Summer. Yes. Uh, let's see. The 2020, because they've got to be, they have to have been awarded already, I would think. Host uh, nations. List of... Because I know they're, it's become an interesting thing because a lot of places don't want to hold them anymore. There's their... Uh, nightmare or a possible nightmare uh, Paris has got the summer games and after I'm that in, in 2028 is in Los Angeles hmm. now that's the summer games uh, and the winter ones Uh, 
You know what? It doesn't say the for the winter ones. So, but he won't. I mean, he ain't gonna be around in 2028, probably. But if he is, he won't be good enough to play there. I don't know. I don't know what drives the guys. I mean, I know financials is some of it, but when you've, I mean, Steph Curry's made a boatload of money playing in the NBA, so I can't imagine that that's a, an issue. Well, another Dukey got picked. Finally? Fourth, fourth one in the first round, yeah. Yeah, well, Wendell Moore, I, I thought he was all right. But again, so so many of them, they, they don't, it's hard to say what they're going to be because they don't, they're not there long enough to know whether they're, you know, one good season or one poor season of college basketball is not necessarily going to... Uh, be an indication of what your NBA career may turn out to be. But time will tell, I guess, on them dookies. So you want to you want to talk? Uh, what did you want to talk? Oh, Arch Manning? Is that what you want? Where you want to? Oh go? yeah, uh, Eli Peyton's nephew took a dump on Alabama. Alabama, LSU, uh, Clemson, maybe Georgia. I think all four of those he took a dump on. He's going to be the savior at the University of Texas. They need one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I read a lot about whether he, how good he may or may not be, and I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see. I, mean, yeah, I believe he, that's Cooper's son, Cooper Manning. What were you saying? Is he, well, is he going to come in and... Uh, is he even going to play right away? He's the number one recruit, or the top rank. I'd say he'll it'll be up to him. So, well, I don't know who. I mean, I don't even know who was quarterback in Texas. So, I'm not. I'm not even sure. I want to say they had a fairly named guy there, didn't they? But I'm drawing a I'm drawing a blank on. Oh, that's this is what the internet is for. Texas is in the. Jeff is in the where? What division? What is it? What division is Texas in? Oh, the Big Twelve. Well, they were Big Twelve. They're going to be in the SEC though in a year or so. So. As of right now, though, they're still there. All right, so let's see. Um, well, they got a bunch of, yeah, they don't really have any, but Ben Ballard, Hudson Card, Casey Thompson, Charles Wright. But those are all juniors and freshmen, so he's in. The only senior they have is Ben Ballard, but I've never heard of him. And he made no throws and no attempts. <laughs> in each last season, so yeah, maybe the job might be his if he shows anything in training camp. Going to be an uh, interesting season because there's a lot of uh, a lot of programs that have made the move or are about to make the move out of where they are. Yeah, with the 
Well, I mean, there was a bunch Transfer of... Transfer portal. Well, didn't... Yeah, uh, yeah but didn't, uh, like... Um, didn't a bunch of teams like Marshall and a couple other ones from that neck of the woods, didn't they move to... Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't even know from where to where, but I know they moved. Okay, that's one nerdy-looking Urkel boy there on the screen right now in the draft. Did I do that? He looks just... A, I mean, minus the $10,000 watch he had on. College, you know, we're in that we're in that horrific time of the year if you're a sports fan. Where, okay, basketball's over. Hockey is just about over if you like hockey, which I know a lot of Americans don't, but uh, it's almost done. Uh, the only sport that's on right now, really, you know, okay, golf, but that's not a daily thing. Racing, which is not a daily thing. And baseball. We're in that, what, Nate used to, I can't remember what he used to call it, where there was no football and no basketball. And you just like, it's almost like you don't like need... Like a bad period. Yeah, just like a, there's a, a void of real good sports right now. Really, uh, coming up is that two or three day period during the baseball all-star where nothing's going on. Yeah, you'd think somebody would jump and realize, you know, okay, this is a great time to hold something else. When there's nothing going on in this void, because we're like months away. I mean, we're college football and NFL football don't start till September, which is, I suppose, really technically only two months away, but still. And the USFL isn't doing it for me, so that's that's not that's not working. Well, uh, last time you talked about ratings. Uh, yeah, let's finish. Let's finish it up with ratings. That's a good idea. Good thing you said yeah. that. Let's let's check out the last week's uh, sports ratings. Uh, I am I'm a big fan of ratings. Period. I just find them interesting. All right, so let's go to uh, uh, NBA Finals. Game five drew thirteen million, and game. Six drew thirteen point nine. So that was pretty. That's pretty solid numbers, I would say. Yeah. Considering they were on what uh, Monday and Thursday. Yeah, Monday and a Thursday. So that's not exactly big TV nights, like, or like nights where you're watching sports normally. I guess you could say uh, the U.S. Open Thursday one point eight million. Friday, 2.1. Saturday, a 3.4. And Sunday, 5.2. Oh, not bad. So, gaining every day, which makes sense. Um, and that's pretty solid. What happened this time? Uh, actually, that's... Oh, okay. That's down significantly from last year. Uh, last year... So, we got to get... Last year was... 2.3, 2.5, So, day one and day two down quite a bit. Day three and four down a little bit, but nothing horrible. But that's probably yeah. got something to do with what was going on, I imagine. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, golf holding steady anyway. Uh, the big winner, however, is hockey. 
game one of the Stanley Cup final does 4.2 million, which is a huge number for hockey. Uh, game two was 3.7. And I imagine game three would have been a little bit less, but game four would have been way more. And I don't know what game five will draw after last night's overtime win. Uh, Tampa Bay fans might be done, hard to say. Well, you know, Colorado scored on some garbage most of the game, and I'm sure they're kicking themselves, but they're guaranteed at least two home games, so I'd say. I don't see any. Tampa Bay's not winning three straight. We have two yeah. of them in Colorado. Don't see it happening. Yeah. Uh, I'll say it can't be done, but it's not looking good for them. No, and that compared to last year. Well, there is no oh the because yeah, they're a little bit ahead. Last year, the conference finals were only drawing one point three million, so that's a significant uptick. Now, some of that might be because it's actually last year the month it was a, had a Canadian team in the final, and this year it doesn't. So I don't know if that's got any bearing on that ranking or not. Uh, what else we got? Uh, College World Series does 1.3 million. Notre Dame versus Oklahoma. Baseball. Fox Saturday Night Baseball does 1.6, which I don't think is a very good number for baseball. Sunday Night Baseball does only a million. And after that, we're in the 300,000 range. And I really have to wonder what baseball's future in a, on television is when uh, like TBS is... I mean, okay, TBS is drawing... I saw the rating for AEW Wrestling on a Monday night, or on a Wednesday night, is drawing 850,000 people. And TBS on the Tuesday night baseball game was 143... Or 381, sorry. is half. not even half of what wrestling is drawing. That really makes me wonder. Can't be good. Uh, Formula One Canadian Grand Prix draws 1.3 million on Sunday morning, which is pretty good. Uh, I mean, even NASCAR truck racing drew 625,000. That's more than everything but two baseball telecasts for the week. Uh, USFL draws 649. Major League Soccer, 541. So, and just to rub it into all the wrestling fans, because I know a lot of wrestling fans listen to this podcast, WWE Friday Night SmackDown does 2.2 million and crushes AEW yet again. Mm-hmm. So, too bad for AEW. On SmackDown earlier, Vince McMahon was on Came on at seven o'clock. Well, that's that was part of the reason that rating was so good because Vince had to go out there and pretty much. Well, he didn't though. He basically said the WWE would be stronger and blah 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 blah. And, and then he, I think if I read correctly, he was on Raw the next Monday, despite the fact that he's <laughs> he's temporarily been replaced as the as the C, chief operating officer, the CEO, but. I still love it though when he come out. Well, there, they do because he's he. I mean that. I mean it's a character, but it isn't. Yeah. You know he. That's just him dialed up a little bit. He had his pink tie on. 
Good old Vince. I mean, what a story that, I mean, of all the people in the wrestling world that I would have thought I was going to read that they'd been having an affair with the help, it wouldn't have been Vince McMahon at 77 or whatever he is. Just ridiculous. What a world. I want to see what the woman looks like. Because I got to think, I mean, all right, yeah, Vince McMahon is powerful in the wrestling thing, and he's rich. But, I mean, he is a 77-year-old man. I mean, and apparently this was two or three years ago, so he's, you know, he's in his 70s at least, if not older. Like, was she like a 45 or 50-year-old hag? Or was she some young thing? I don't know that the, it's come out who she was, but I imagine you could probably figure it out if you knew the people that worked there. They could have only had so many people working there, but it's just bizarre to me that you know, got three and a, I believe it was three and a half million dollars. Although there's a rumor running around that it wasn't leaked by that the leak was uh, helped by somebody inside WWE that wants Vince mm. gone. And I'm like, yeah, he might, even if he isn't running the company, he still owns most of it, so you're not going to get him out of there anyway. Now you got Stephanie instead. So I don't know if that's any better or not. Maybe that's why he keeps coming out. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, again, I, I, wrestling is what it is, but financially, that company's done nothing but make money. So, I mean, if you own stock in WWE, you're, I don't think you can complain too much. I mean, they've consistently made a profit since they've been a public company, so not a lot to complain about there, I don't think. No, you got anything else, Jeff, or are we down to wrap it up time? Uh, there's a couple other things. Oh. Think, the floor's uh, yours. The good old boys is going to uh, Nashville this week to race. The Midnight Express? Uh, NBC's taken over. Fox's coverage is, is now over with. So, Dale Jr. and the boys will be covering the. I think they'll be covering the rest of the year, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, we talked about hockey, didn't we? And a little bit. Uh, good game last night. I guess that was the signature game so far. Well, and it ended with a tiny bit of controversy, but... Well, I didn't think it was much, did you? I didn't either, but again... Well, it's another one where technically you could make the case for it, but if, again, if you're going to call that one, you would have called 38 penalties during that game for the exact same thing. It just it was unfortunate that it happened in overtime, but it had nothing to do with the play, you know. Somebody said, so there's a guy standing on the ice by the boards who isn't involved in the play, so what? doesn't really make any difference in my mind. But Again, now, if that would have been the Edmonton Oilers and the Toronto Maple Leafs, I might have been squawking, possibly. <laughs> I can't rule. Or, or, or if that's basketball and it's Duke, I'm probably going, that's beep bullshit. But. Uh, we haven't talked baseball, but we'll talk a different baseball. We'll talk College World Series. Oklahoma and Ole Miss are in the championship. Best two of three. Why do they only play two of three? 
Probably just how they have it. Is that just just the way it's always been, and therefore that's the way it is? That's how it is. Fair enough. I suppose maybe for them... Well, no, because school's already out, so... How does that work? Okay, so college is over uh, well, uh, usually uh, at the beginning of May, right? Right. Okay, so it's we're already looking at July. Well, I mean we're in the end of June anyway. Well, they're still they just travel with the teams pretty much all. Okay, the time. I realize that, but if I was senior, if I if I graduated, it'd be like, hey, can we get this over with? I got some living to go do. Or, you know, I'm off to what my real career would be, probably, for most of them, I'm guessing. Yeah, it's just one of those things that's got to be, the farther you advance, the the farther that life's going to have to hold on for a little bit. I guess that's probably something that, I mean... Some of your schools have trimesters, too. Yeah, well, I mean, everybody's got a summer session, but generally speaking, most kids go from September to the end of April. I mean, I took summer... Session at least. Well, I, I think I did it twice actually, but you only take or at least up here anyway. You only take like ah course. If there's something you want to take, or you want to retake something, or maybe you couldn't get into something schedule-wise during the regular year, then you would maybe if you could get it in summer school, you'd go to you'd go to summer. Yeah, I took some. I took several summer sessions too, Tim. I took, uh, I believe, if I remember correctly, I really have to go back there because that's that's going back a ways. Uh, I believe I took uh, psychology because they changed the requirement. You know what you had to, you know, the typical degree where you know you were only you could only have so many credits in this, and you had to have so many in this. And then I think it was one of the science requirements. And so I had to, I had to, had to do it at some point. So I just went and did it in the summer, and it was way easier in the summer. I found class was at, uh, I believe it was at seven o'clock at night. So I still had a job. I went to work and then, you know, went over there for two hours and went home. Yeah. And it was, I think, twice a week. I want to say, from what I remember, back in the, <laughs> back in the eighties. Long, long time ago, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, how old were you in 1987? <laughs> uh, ten. Yeah, as you say, you weren't that old, so yeah, years go by. Uh, where's, real quick, another NBA, where's your boy Kyrie going? He's got a wish list. I don't know. Did it ever come out? What is what was actually on that well, list? Well, the Knicks and Mavs and other uh, for two, three or four others that he's got a he's wanting to sign and trade. Well, first of all, I guess you'd have to know whether. I mean, because he's got a huge contract, doesn't he? So, oh yeah. So it yeah. would have to be somebody that a could afford to take him. And I don't know. I mean, he can't. Get, I mean, he, on his list, the Lakers is one, and the Clippers are on his list. Well, the Lakers can't afford him. Hell, the Lakers can't afford anybody. And I read today that if if Westbrook takes his option, which he'd be insane not to, 
Uh, they're they're to the cap limit with three guys. And they're going to have to, like, they can't afford anybody unless they move one of their big three. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can't see him going, I can't see the 76ers wanting him. I don't know. When uh, I look at, when I look at this list, the only th- place I think of is New York. I mean, the Miami Heat don't need them. Well, the, the Knicks haven't had a like a big star in a long time. Yeah, I mean that that to me would be the place. I don't. I mean, the, I don't really see that the Dallas Mavericks need them. I mean, the of all the places that. Okay, that's six of the six teams he put on his list. None of them can take him without them having to do something else. None of them have the cap space to sign him, which means either the Nets are going to have to retain, or there has to be more to the deal, or there has to be another deal. So, Kyrie might be stuck in Brooklyn. I don't know that they want him. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, yeah, I'm not really sure anymore. Some of these teams may say no. Well, again, I mean, is he, I mean, where what what is he besides a lot of distraction? Like, I don't know that he's what he like. Is, is he good enough to put up with anymore? Because you know you're going to get some negative for sure, regardless of what happens. You're going to get some. And he's what? Uh, I mean, he's not, his career ain't over, but he's reaching the end. I mean, he's, he'll be 31. I mean, again, I, I have to think it's it's just the, the stank of Duke. I don't know what else it can be. You know, he should quickly go to a call, another college and erase that year at Duke. <laughs> Maybe that would help help him out. I don't know. For me, I, I don't think it want, hurt. I don't want him. I I think he brings nothing but grief. Uh, Lord forbid. I mean, I hope this doesn't happen. But if there's any kind of a, a, a re-upping of the COVID situation, he's a liability there. Because he is anti, I mean, not that I care about his anti-vaccine stat, that I don't care about, but it doesn't matter. The rules are what they are. So that's going to be a problem. I mean, all you got to do to set him off is ask him about flat earth. And <laughs> off he goes. So, I mean, again, I mean, when was the last time he was good? I mean, he's still good, but he isn't great anymore. Well, I don't, I don't his think. Safe, his signature moment was burying that three against the Warriors when they came back to down 3-1. I mean, that put them up by, what, four points? So. Were you talking back in, like, 16? To 16, I guess. I thought he was... Yeah, okay, so he was great five years ago, but I mean, since yeah. he's been... Since he left, uh, I mean, he didn't do much in Boston because he got hurt, uh, as I remember correctly. And since he's been in Brooklyn, what has he done? Nothing. Nothing. He hasn't played much. And he hasn't the play, yeah, and he hasn't played much because he's either been hurt or the rules. I mean, in the last, 
I mean, he hasn't played. Okay, first of all, he's never played a full season in his entire career, which is surprising to me. Um, in Brooklyn, he played 20 games in 2019, 54 the year after, and 29 last year. So he, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what he's getting paid, but I'm pretty sure it's a ridiculous amount. So I, I just don't know. I mean, if he's hurt, or or is such a distraction, like I don't think you want him. Let's yeah, I don't know if I want that, uh, you know, circus either. So. I mean, thirty-five million dollars for twenty games, and then you got to hope. Like, uh, I mean, not. Yeah, I mean, you would definitely have to consider. Okay, who who else is on this team? If we got anybody here that he's going to clash with, does he have? If he goes to a team, does he have to be the man there? Because he isn't going to be, I don't think. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't want him. I think I'll take a pass. Like, unless they do something crazy, like we'll pay half his salary or something. Then maybe, but... I mean, can you really see him fitting in, in like, with the Lakers? I mean, I think him and LeBron going to kill each other. Yeah. Well, LeBron's going to kill Kyrie because he's just a little guy compared to LeBron, but... <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. That, that's... There's going to be there's a lot of that to go on in the basketball world. Um, there's a lot of guys, you know, that max contract thing. It just I, I don't know. Salary. Y'all had a Canadian pick to the seventh uh, pick today. I can't remember what his name I was. was. Say, I probably never heard of him. Yeah, seventh. Whoever went seventh, I believe. Seventh, you say? Uh, let's see here. Number seven was Shaden Sharp from Kentucky. Is he a Canadian? I think so. I think. Hmm. You know, they give you everything about them except that. Where they're from. Yeah. You know, they tell you how big... Okay, he was born... You know, that doesn't tell you either. Really? Guys. He doesn't have a Wikipedia. Yeah, that's where I'm headed next. But you think on the ESPN thing, they tell you when he was drafted, what college he went to. I don't want to tell you where he was born, though. Because that, mind you, I suppose it doesn't really matter that much. Most of them are Americans. But Shaden Sharp, where are you from? Born in London, Ontario. But grew up where? Okay, no, played high school. Played his high school basketball in in Ontario. Oh, yeah, and then in his junior year, transferred to Arizona, to Glendale, to Dream City Christian School, which I'm going to bet a dollar the Dream City Christian School is known more for their basketball than anything else, I bet. That's a weird... That's an odd thing. i got to be honest with you on that. That seems weird to me. Well, you wouldn't think that would be a place to go to play basketball. You'd think they'd be more interested in academics. Find out LeBron owns Dream City Christian School. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he is a Canadian, though. You were right. You called that. As always, Jeff, on top of everything. On top of it. All right. <laughs> 
<laughs> on top of everything. There he is. Play, yeah. Jeff's foreplay. Coming to you live. Well, Jeff, I think we've uh, rambled long enough. We have. This is a long one. Yeah, this was. Well, it hasn't actually been that long. Well, it's been this, two. We've been gone two yeah, weeks. Yeah, we've been we gone like two up. weeks. But uh, so next week we'll look forward to the golf wars. Um, and not much else, uh, probably. Maybe. A, well, we'll have a Stanley Cup winner. More. We might have a Stanley Cup winner, and maybe some. Uh, might have to. We might have to get into dig into some baseball stories next week. Yeah, we might have to. Uh, yeah, we'll have to something talk usually to, pops up. We'll have, have to talk to, to Bogus and uh, see what's going on in the world of baseball. So, Yankees are tearing it up. So I yeah, follow. that's true. So there, there's there's probably something. There's probably something we missed. So Spike Lee on the draft. Nobody cares. Just because he sits courtside doesn't mean he knows anything about the sport. There, I just I just slammed Spike Lee. That's a good place to end. So that's it from the boys for another week at Wide Men Can't Jump. Jeff, any parting words? Good night, Canada. I, I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs>